Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to this special segment episode of A Matter of Faith at Presby Podcast. You are here tuning in for what we are going to call GA Watch, a short segment in which we feature some recommendations, reports, or overtures coming before this year's General Assembly. And I'm so excited to be joined, as always, by Lee Cato. Yeah, I'm always here, Simon. Wherever you are, I will be also. That is where I'm at. And oh, that's so nice. <laughs> that's just kind of how it's been uh, this past year. But yeah, we're going to be featuring a lot of things from General Assembly. This is like our little mini series. And they're going to be very kind of, they're going to be a little bit shorter than what our normal episodes are. But we wanted to remind you, we're also going to have regular episodes. We just didn't want everything to be General Assembly. It's a very niche thing that everybody wants to kind of listen to that. But we are a Presbyterian podcast. We do have General Assembly, and we figured we needed to kind of highlight some things that are going on, which is a lot, which brings us to our guests that we're going to welcome on, right? Yeah. So following, uh, we've had uh, both Rob and Carrie from the Committee on Mission Responsibility through Investment for the PCUSA before. We uh, had a sat down and had a conversation with them on episode 17, which we'll also link in the show notes. So, so you all can ago. check. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> folks can check that out. And in that episode, we actually sort of got into who MRTI is, what the function is, and why MRTI matters. And in this particular episode, this mini segment, Rob and Carrie are going to talk with us about the MRTI report coming before this year's General Assembly. So Rob and Carrie, we are so grateful to have you with us and to talk to us about this report and why it matters. Hey, y'all. It's good to see you again. Good to see you. Thank you so much for inviting us to be great with you today. Yeah, great to be here. Thank you. Yeah, well, tell us a little bit about what y'all are bringing to the assembly. Sure. Well, MRTI received a received some direction from what assembly was that, Rob? 223rd, 2018. 223rd, yes, 2018 assembly for us to continue our work that we've been engaged in around um, climate change. And we really set out to kind of look at how corporations that we have investments in are responding to climate change, not just fossil fuel companies, but also other companies that have, um, an, a, that have an impact on climate change. And we also kind of set out to talk to frontline communities that have been really impacted by climate change. And as we did that, we came back with, for this year, we actually came back with divestment recommendations. And so those recommendations, we've got a few companies here this year, uh, including Chevron, Exxon, Marathon, Phillips 66, and Valero. This is pretty big deal. It's the most number of companies recommended since the apartheid era. And so um, this is was a very thoughtful and deliberate process by the committee. Has come, we've come forward with these recommendations that are based on policy recommendations and are consistent with our social witness as um, the Presbyterian Church. Rob, you are familiar with some of the details. Do you sure. want to share any little yeah, bit about that? 
Yeah, thank you. Um, so a, a few things, so th as Carrie mentioned, this was uh, this most recent response is a directive from the 223rd General Assembly in 2018, where the General Assembly included, uh, did two things. They uh, affirmed the kind of the framework that MRTI had developed between the 222nd and 223rd General Assembly to basically evaluate companies per the per the the general assembly's environmental policies so between uh, 2014 and 2016 mrti was uh, received its first referral in 2014 to look at divestment from oil and gas companies and mrti went and did a um, a deep dive on policy between 2014 and 2016 and realized that there was a policy gap. There was no existing general assembly policy that gave any guidance around the investing agencies, that is the Board of Pensions and Foundation, uh, owning fossil fuel stocks. So in 2016, MRTI came back with a recommendation to, to kind of fill that gap. And essentially that gap, uh, the, the, the filling for it was companies that are meant, this is not anywhere in the actual recommendation, but this is kind of essentially what it is companies that are managing their operations towards compliance with the Paris Agreement's goals of keeping global warming to well under two degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels. So that, that uh, assembly passed that in, in 2016. In 2018, MRTI kind of between 2016 and 2018 built this uh, guideline metrics framework, uh, which contained 43 criteria that are mostly tilted towards environmental and climate change issues, although there are some, some social and governance related related issues in that in those criteria and also came back with uh, a recommendation for some companies to name so the, the way that the divestment policy works in in the that the general assembly passed back in 1984 is for company for the general assembly to name particular companies for mrti to, to engage to evaluate and to um and potentially make a divestment recommendation so in 2018, the assembly named nine companies, as Carrie mentioned, and uh, those companies were all included in the 167 companies included in the Climate Action 100 initiative, which is the uh, 167 biggest publicly traded emitters of greenhouse gases in the world. And uh, by some estimates, it accounts for about 80% of global emissions. So this large coalition of investors now uh, that counts around 65 trillion, I believe, of assets under management including the Presbyterian Church's assets or the investment agency assets, all have coalesced around trying to engage those 167 companies and move them towards, um, towards compliance with the Paris goals. And as Carrie mentioned, uh, MRTI has gone through this robust evaluation policy, uh, process, and it, it, it seems that there is, we're noticing a divergence with those nine companies, four of which are, have made adequate progress moving towards managing operations towards Paris compliance. And, and therefore, thereby GA compliance. Five have not. Five are uh, have, have not made um, have made. I would say all have made some progress, but th those five have not made enough progress. And we have this guideline metrics evaluation tool to to show why. Yeah, I mean, and we just putting. I think part of part of this is we probably all to some extent understand that the urgency of climate change. Like climate change is an existential crisis and that the urgency just, it continues to get more urgent. So things haven't unfortunately gotten better as time has kind of um, passed. And so I think that, you know, and, and that you always kind of hold that intention with being Presbyterian and with Presbyterianism, which means that there, there is always a process 
And I think it's one of, you know, it's one of those things that's frustrating. Um, and that causes people to kind of get frustrated, um, with our process and with, uh, sometimes with MRTI. So we have been, but we've had to faithfully engage that process. That faithful engagement is how the, like the board of pensions, for example, they actually will follow the guidance. Um, like if this passes the general assembly, then they'll follow that guidance because that's their process. And so everyone kind of has this process. So this is really, this is the opportunity for us to kind of have that, that witness to, to make that prophetic um, statement about where we stand on, on um, this issue in terms of our investments. I will say that as Presbyterians and Reformed Christians, there's no purity here in this. We cannot wash our hands of culpability in any ways around the human impact, institutional impact of climate change. And we also, this doesn't negate our responsibilities. So that we have to continuing to try to mitigate this crisis moving forward. So um, we were really glad when we had our meeting that we had Fossil Free PCUSA uh, moderator with with us who, who uh, congratulated us on the work and so that they supported the, the MRTI report for this year. Um, but I want to cautious caution anyone from breaking their arm to pat themselves on the back for this. This, this is, is uh, one tool in um, what needs to be a massive toolbox that we do in partnership with, with all kinds of other partners. Yeah. And I'll just touch on a couple of things that Carrie, Carrie said, because I think they're really important. One, you know, the, the social witness element of, of doing divestment in this way. And we talked about this last time we were on, on your podcast is the, the idea that the, the way, the reason why the general assembly set up the, um, the divestment policy in this, in this way to, to move towards phase selective divestment over time was really twofold. One was for the, for, for the witness element of it, when you take particular companies that are, you know, that are laggards or bad actors or not in compliance with the, you know, the General Assembly standards or all of the above, all of the above, the Presbyterian Church recommending divestment from those companies has a certain reputational effect that that goes out that will be it'll be picked up like very likely by secular sources, and it has people you know wonder you know okay so you recommended you know Chevron, Exxon, and um, and some of these other companies. Why not uh, Occidental Petroleum? Why not ConocoPhillips? And we can tell you why, and we can show you through our through our metrics, our guideline metrics framework. So that's number one. Number two, the the reason we're set up this way is because uh, back in 1984, when when this uh, when divestment, you know, when, when as Carrie mentioned, apartheid was the issue of the day. The general uh, the, the general assembly and the investment agencies had to come to a, some kind of agreement. To, to say like, okay, if divestment is done in this particular way, then we, we being the investment agencies can implement it and still be in compliance with our fiduciary duty. So there's that social witness element to it, but there's also the, the implementation or implement, implementability uh, aspect to it. And as Carrie touched on, so in 2020, a very, uh, uh, if you blink, you would have missed it. Uh, uh, and I'm sure a lot of people did miss this, but it was a huge thing that happened with the board of pensions. 
And it was a comment they made on the MRTI report. And it is, uh, it, it's, it's on PC Biz still. If you want to take a look at it, it's, if anyone wants to take a look at it, it was uh, from the MRTI report submitted in, in 2020, uh, where MRTI recommended three companies. At the time, there were three companies that MRTI said these are out of compliance with, with our standards per the general assembly standards per the guideline metrics framework. Well, the Board of Pensions Board, their investment committee, evaluated those recommendations at their board meeting, the head of the assembly, and issued a state issued a comment and approved the language for a comment that saying that said if the general assembly adopts these recommendations, these meet the 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 the, the criteria for the prohibited securities policy of the board of pensions, and the board of pensions will implement. So that was a that's never been done before, and part of that was because until late 2019, the board of pensions never had a public facing prohibited securities policy, which says essentially two things. If the divestment recommendation is going to be is going to have if they can if they're going to implement a divestment recommendation, two things have to happen. Number one, MRTI has to make that recommendation per the 84 policy, which contains seven steps in it. That's number one. Number two, the General Assembly has to agree with MRTI's recommendations. If those two things happen, that meets their standard and they can implement. If one of those two things happens, then it doesn't meet the standard. So that's why it's really important that that MRTI, you know, goes through this robust process that Carrie outlined to 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 make these particular recommendations. And it's also, as she mentioned, I mean, this is this is at least the most since the apartheid era, and maybe the most ever. There, there, we're still trying to figure out it's, if four has been the max or five has been the max, but it's definitely no more than five. So at least ties or and you know, again, that's that's significant. Now. As we sit here right here here recording this, we're in mid-March. The Board of Pensions has not uh, reviewed this yet. They haven't met yet, but I've heard that, that it, we can very likely expect that something similar to happen uh, that happened in, in 2020. So we'll, by the time this airs, we'll know, and likely it'll be a comment on the MRT report that anybody can read, which essentially is a pre-declaration for support and, and, and implementation. So there's no, you know, no guessing about it. Awesome. Well, I hope everyone who is listening if you have any like desire to read the report, we're going to put the links and everything in our show notes that you can easily get to. Everything that was mentioned today, we're going to put links in just so you can get to it. And also we're going to steer you, steer you to PC Biz, which is the website where all the things GA kind of sits, all the resolutions, overtures, and all of the things that we're talking about sit. So you can read all of those too. And, and during this uh, GA Watch will constantly remind you of that, and we'll be putting in links for all the things that we talk about on here, and we might sprinkle some other things that we think you also should read to see what the Presbyterian Church is up to in our General Assembly. But again, to Rob and Carrie, we thank you for being with us on our GA Watch. So thank, thank you, you so much for having us. Always, always like to come on with y'all. <laughs> It's been great. We really, really appreciate the time. And uh, it's always a wonderful experience. Thanks, everyone, for listening to GA Watch. Just a reminder, GA Watch drops every Monday leading up to the assembly in June, and it will feature overtures and resolutions that are being brought before the 225th General Assembly. And so stay tuned for next week for our new GA Watch dropping on Monday. And just a reminder, we're still doing regular episodes of A Matter of Fate that drop every Thursday. And subscribe, leave us a review. And if you have any questions, send those into fatepodcast at peaceusa.org 
We will talk to you on Thursday. <laughs>